Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Coming to you live from the Great Hall in Toronto, Canada, it's Long Night with Vish Khanna. Tonight, Vish welcomes author Tim Falconer, voice coach Mika Barnes, and singers Damian Abraham and Casey Messia. Your house band is The Bicycles. My name is James Keast, and here's your host, Vish Khanna. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Long Night. My name is Vish, and uh, these people over here are The Bicycles, and this gentleman is James Keast. How about a round of applause these people? We have a good one tonight. It's I really, a good one. we are uh, talking about uh, singing mm. and uh, and music, and love how our love of music doesn't necessarily translate into our own musical ability and skill. No, it certainly doesn't. Now you are the editor in chief of Exclaim Magazine, yep. which is one of Canada's uh, only national music magazines, and the so only. there is at least one more. Is there? There is. (laughs) I don't want to make this into that. Just saying. It really is another one. Anyway, uh, yeah, so you're a big music fan, obviously. Absolutely. uh, uh, What about singing? Do you ever sing out loud or in public? I very rarely I will will be convinced to do a karaoke night, but, but not often. And what kinds of songs might you sing? In a karaoke situation, I don't necess- I don't really want to give it away here. Oh, you do the red the hot, TV. you do the red hot chili peppers. Uh, my go-to the song, is, uh, give it away. Is, is that what you do? Usually, uh, is the Pretender's Brass in Pocket in the style of Leonard Cohen. That's really fascinating. Can we get Can a little? Use my legs. <laughs> use my, my, Are you coming on to me right now? Imagination. Whoa, wow. It's very odd. It's an odd sort of uh, slow core. Yeah, well, I didn't know you had that talent. That's amazing. No, I don't break it out very often. <laughs> well, we're actually uh, on tonight's show, as I say, we're discussing our relationship with our own voices and the act of singing, uh, because a lot of us really enjoy the act of singing, but I'm not sure that a lot of us, a lot of people enjoy us singing, right? I mean, I enjoyed that. That was great. <laughs> you don't want more of it. Do you know, I used to have a Leonard Cohen answering machine and uh, outgoing message. You, want to, you guys want to hear that? Yeah. <laughs> or would you like me to move along with the show? <laughs> because we can do other stuff. No, I'll do, it, I'll do it later. Maybe I'll do it if you're really good. 
but anyway, I thought it would be nice, actually, not to just hear from us, but to hear from people in our, uh, you know, in, in the room. So it's time to find out uh, what the people in the room are thinking in a new segment we like to call Killing Time on Long Night by talking to members of our studio audience. How are you? My name is Shanti. Your name is Ashanti? Shanti. Shanti. Oh, that's a very nice name. That's very nice. And what's your name? Tony. To Tony? Yeah. Oh, that's a nice name, too. I've never heard that. Tony, it's very exotic. Where's that from? From, I think it's from Italy. You think it's from Italy. You don't know who mine's, you are, do you? Mine's is from Scotland. You're, oh, you're from Scotland? Yeah. Are you visiting? Uh, no, I live here. You live here? Yeah. Are you sure? Um, yeah, I'm sure. Okay, yeah, all I right. Live here. Now, uh, <laughs> as I say, we're talking about uh, singing in our voices. Are, are you two people that uh, like to sing in public ever, uh, Tony? Uh, not so much in public. In the shower, for definite. I've got, I've got neighbors, they hear it. <laughs> right. You feel like you're performing when you're in the shower. Yes. And it's Definitely. going through the window. Yeah. Down through the pipes. Down through the or, pipes, or, right. Yeah. Okay. That's it. That's creepy. You're a little creepy. <laughs> I have to say. I'm a little creeped out by you and your Italian Scottish heritage yeah. and your shower singing. What about you, Shanti? No, I don't. I talk a lot. I have a podcast, and sometimes I do a little la-la-la, but then I apologize for it right away, so... Is this just a ploy to plug your podcast? Yes, it is. It's about groupies. It's called it's about muses and stuff. Groupies. Wow. Okay, what's this? is weird. I'm finding the <laughs> dynamic a little odd, but that's okay. Uh, do you guys ever do karaoke? Uh, it's been a while. Can you give us an example of a song you might sing at karaoke, uh, Tony? Please. I am the girl with golden hair. I want to sing it out to everybody. What, what song What a is joy, this? what a laugh, what a chance. Wow. Thank you for the good. music, good songs I'm singing. Well, Shanti, you don't sing. I've done karaoke one time. Can we hear something? I just am curious. On anything by Tom Petty. Yeah, go ahead, sure. We and have the rights to that. And for one desperate moment there, he crept back in her memory. God, it's so painful. Something that's so close is still so far out of reach. Wow, wow, wow. Again. Very nice. That was some uh, good gusto, actually. That was great. It's not presentation, right? No, that was... Presentation, confidence. not voice? Confidence in presentation, it's true. Now, has anyone ever told you they don't like your voices? <laughs> Perhaps a neighbor, well, Tony? Uh, not that I can remember. No, you've never been told, everyone's always been, yeah, please sing more. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> okay, Shanti, what about you? No. <laughs> no one's ever said, please stop whatever you're doing. I get that all the time, so that's why I'm just asking. I've, uh, yeah, I've, like, played a song from my dad once on the guitar, and I was practicing, and he was like, was that the first time that you ever played that? And I right. was like, yeah, that was the first go at it, but so I've you, got a terrible You voice. two just have confidence, really, and that's what makes you confident to sing in public in front of strangers. This is insightful for our conversation, so thank you, Tony. Thank you, Shanti. Thank you for joining us. Thank Hand you. for Tony and Shanti, everyone. <laughs> What'd you make of that? Braver than I am. 
That was, well, you did the Leonard Cohen thing. I thought that was pretty remarkable. Yeah, but you'd warned me ahead of time. I'd been practicing for days. That was days of practice for this? Oh, I'm sorry. I don't mean, that's, this is the very point of, of this episode. We're going to explore these notions of good and bad singing and our relationships with our voices further with tonight's panelists. We have author Tim Falconer is here. Musician, musician and vocal coach Mika Barnes joins us as well. From one of my favorite bands, Fucked Up, Damien Abraham is here. And, and my good friend Casey Messia will be joining us as well. We're gonna take a short break. Yeah, Casey. We're gonna take a short break and when we return, we'll be joined by Tim and Mika. So stick around everybody, thanks for being here. Promotional consideration provided by Long and McQuaid Musical Instruments, serving musicians in Canada since 1956, with 75 locations from coast to coast. Visit long-mcquaid.com for info on cities, stores, and services. Welcome back to Long Night. Our first guests tonight are Tim Falconer and Mika Barnes. Mika Barnes is an award-winning touring jazz artist and an in-demand vocal coach based right here in Toronto. Tim Falconer is an award-winning writer and esteemed teacher who's also based in this city. House of Anansi recently published his compelling research-based memoir. It's called Bad Singer, The Surprising Science of Tone Deafness and How We Hear Music. I'm thrilled that they could be here today, so please welcome Mika Barnes and Tim Falconer, everyone. Tim. Tim, Mika, thank you so much for being on the show. It's great to be here. How are you guys doing? Excellent. Good. Excellent. That's great. Now, let's start with you, Mika. How do you know Tim? I don't know him. <laughs> oh, no, I, I guess I do. There's a little tension now. <laughs> you know, you, you must know him a little bit. Yeah, because yeah. we had a mutual friend uh, who's a journalist and a writer who suggested to Tim when he was going to write this fantastic bad singer book that he would need a real character if he was looking for a voice coach. <laughs> and I think I'm quoting correctly. Right. You'll need a character <laughs> sure. to your book. Right. So, <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> you think of yourself as something of a character. Well, I do now that I'm in a book, yeah. Oh my God, your yeah. ego is running amok right it's now. fantastic. Um, I'm, you know, I'm hoping for the book rights oh. and the, sorry, the film rights. I hope I get to play myself in the movie version of the book. Now, if not you, who should play you? Should be someone devilishly handsome, don't you think? I Chris? agree, yes. Yeah, I, uh, it's gotta be. Who can we find? You! <laughs> You're perfect! <laughs> now, Tim... <laughs> then somebody else will have to play me. Exactly. Who we'll find get somebody who has a suit. I'll get Damien. He's got the Damien. beard. Perfect. <laughs> I was confused when I first came in. Maybe Tom Hanks from Castaway? Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that would work. work. Yeah. No. I'll take that. 
I'm just teasing. Now, uh, <laughs> Tim, tell us about your book and what prompted you to write this thing. Well, I started with a simple question, can I learn to sing? Um, I've always loved music all my life, and I always thought it was tone deaf, but I didn't really know what that meant. Um, and a couple of musicians uh, said, well, I don't think you're tone deaf, you're just not trained. And I did some research, and tone deafness is actually really rare. When I started working on the book, they put it in about 4% of the population. They now think it's 2.5% or even less. Um, and the scientists call it congenital amusia. They don't call it tone deafness. Um, a lot more people than that think they're tone deaf because we just use it casually to mean bad singer. Um, so I said, okay, well, can I learn to sing? And after two lessons with Mika, uh, I went to a lab in Montreal where the pioneer in this research, a woman named Isabel Peretz, works, and she and her lab diagnosed me as um, having congenital amusia, being you, amusic. You put yourself really through the ringer in the course of, as you're reading the book, so many, like a litany of tests to try to figure this out. You know, as a, as a writer, I'm always asking other people questions and hanging out and watching them and being annoying to them. This was the first time that people were more interested in, or as interested in, you know, studying me as I was in studying them. Right. So every time I would uh, get in touch with a scientist, uh, he or she would say, oh, yeah, can I, can I study you? Can I give you a test? Can I give you an fMRI? So, yeah, I, I've been studied in labs in two countries, two provinces. Well, good for you. That's actually pretty good. <laughs> I would think I you'd be a little bit flattered. Everyone wants to study you. No one wants to study me. I could use some work. <laughs> you know, can we get some specialists in here for me? That would be great. No? All right, that's fine. Uh, I, I'm curious about tone, the relationship between tone deafness and singing. Is, is, is tone deafness something that can be detected by someone's speaking voice? Do you know what I mean? It's interesting to me that we, uh, we think of tone deafness as a, something that's associated exclusively, I think, with singing or music, right? Is that, I guess it's... There's not 100% con consensus on this. But I think most people believe that it's just, it's a part of the brain that just affects music perception. Oh, it's just so it's music. A, it's just the perception and the production of music. Huh. Uh, and it, it's a neural pathway that in my brain is um, underdeveloped. It's smaller and not very efficient. So the, the analogy I use is like a highway. <clears throat> um, someone like Mika, who's a great musician, he's got a, a you know, 400 series highway in uh -huh. his brain. Uh, an interstate. I have a little pokey blue highway, you know, one lane each way, can't go very fast. Right. Uh, and so the information moves slowly. And I would think that psychologically this must take its toll on you, right? I mean, what was this like to discover through, you know, all your research and all these experiments that something just wasn't exactly right? It was hard, but, you know, as well as being a singing coach, he's kind of a therapist. Mika? So, I can yeah. see that. So he I talked might, me off the ledge a lot. I might be able to help you. I think I <laughs> well, you know, I think the most important thing that Tim did for himself uh, in order to, you know, overcome that sort of problem about being in his body is he had a beer before every lesson. Loosened up. Yeah. At the beginning, I didn't. I, I, eventually, I stopped doing that. But he lived right near a That's bar. That's how I treat these and, shows too. Yeah. A little. Lying. <laughs> Get a little loose. Yeah, why not? Actually, uh, so Mika, how would you characterize your, your time working with Tim? It was really good for my personal development. I, I became a much more patient man. And I'm, I, I was just telling Tim over there, like, for real. 
I mean, I'm a, I have a rock star personality, so it's really good for me to coach people who force me to really check my ego at the door and like I have got to be patient and kind and you know yeah you do come across as a real character in the book I have to say you found that well yeah. and also like you're a hard ass because right. Tim was a bit lazy with his no offense no, no, I, know thank you have, you. I know you have a condition <laughs> I'm not trying to insult you but you had a lot of homework that you were supposed to do and you just wouldn't do it yeah. and Mika would well, he'd let you have it frankly so that's, this is mostly on you. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it, it's true. At the beginning, I was not a good student. I think I, I got better. Have you ever encountered... Yes. He did? <laughs> you he, did. No, you I, did. I, I, by the end, yeah. I was working but have you hard. have you ever encountered a client, in your, in your role as, right. a, as a vocal coach, have you ever encountered a client with, like Tim or with his condition? No. No, I haven't. And so because most people who have even been told they're tone deaf won't go near a voice coach, it's like... It's like uh, doesn't make sense, right? But what was fantastic, because I knew that, I knew that we could get Tim a certain distance down that highway, right? So I had a confidence in that. Yeah. And I knew I would learn a lot. I knew he would learn a lot. And like, you know, we weren't going in thinking you're going to come out of here as Pavarotti. We both knew that there would be a, like a realistic, we're going to set our expectations in a decent area yeah. so nobody gets upset, you know? Right. So I learned a whole lot. I, I've never taught anybody. Um, like, I had to invent stuff that would work for Tim visually, what he couldn't hear, and he, I just used Tim's natural intelligence as a guide, and because he worked visually, I was, we came up with some ways for you to, to work, what is that melody doing, you know, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. It was really great for my skill so there's set. there's a lot of anomalies here. I mean, yeah. physically, in Europe, where, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, interesting. There's a, a section in the book that I found fascinating about uh, guitar face. Tim, can you tell people what the guitar face is? I mean, we probably know, but so, can you explain what that's about? So one of the things, you know, as I say, I started with the first question was, um, how can I learn to sing? The second question after I was diagnosed is, you know, what is amusia? Uh, and the third question, because the scientists were very surprised that I loved music, even though I had this condition, because most people who are in music either are indifferent to music or actively dislike it. So I tried to figure out, well, what are we really listening to when we listen to music? Or what are we really hearing? And um, one of the theories is, you know, we, we think of music as we're hearing it, but we're actually also feeling it. Any, anyone who's been to a dance club and felt that thumping bass knows yeah. what I'm talking yeah. about. But we're also seeing it. So when we watch a band, we're seeing the drummer. We could see the rhythm that way. The guitarist might be tapping his or her foot. Um, we're seeing that the orchestra leader is, is, is conveying information and, and singers uh, are as well. For example, Frank Russo at Ryerson University has done studies. When people watch a singer, uh, when the singer smiles within 200 milliseconds, you will start to, if you're watching that singer, you will start to smile too. Oh. So we're, we're mirroring. And um, when we, if you go to an opera and you see this person you know, the, the eyes go higher and the, the mouth goes bigger. We see, the, we see that uh, effort and we think, oh, this is very emotional. Um, and, and so guitarists, and, and Frank Russo, when he was working at the old Ontario Place Forum as a teenager, B.B. Uh, King came to play. And right. he was backstage, B.B. King was this totally chill guy. But on stage, you know, he, has, he was, you know, really frenzied and all these faces. And he realized this was part of it that uh, 
that, you know, making those spaces conveyed some kind of musical information to the audience. Yeah, there's just a lot about the, like, I know it's a very specific topic, but I learned a lot about the human body and how we communicate with our bodies just from reading your book. Like, the research is very fascinating, and I commend you for the, for the book. We're, we are actually going to take a quick uh, break, and when we return, we have some singers who are going to join us. Damien Abraham of Fucked Up and Casey Macio will be joining us. So, yeah, stick around. No flipping, everybody. Long Night would 100% not be possible without the generous support and encouragement of Toronto's amazing multidisciplinary arts festival, Long Winter. Visit torontolongwinter.com for more info. We're back here on Long Night with our guests, Mika Barnes and Tim Falconer, and uh, we're uh, discussing Tim's new book, Bad Singer. Uh, we're joined now by two of Toronto's most distinctive singers, if I might say. I hope this doesn't make you feel uh, self-conscious. Nope, not at all. What about what I just did? That's probably a little awkward. I'm just going to keep going. You're, you're great. <laughs> Wonderful people. Uh, I like your hair. <laughs> you like my hair? I like how you've grown your hair. Oh, thanks. Back to me. Casey Messia. <laughs> Casey Messia was in the uh, wonderful rock band Obiju and has recently embarked on a solo career under her own name. And Damian Abraham is the beloved singer in the vital and crucial punk band Fucked Up. Please make some noise for Casey and Damian Abraham. Hi. Thank you very much for being here. I like your hair too, Damian. <laughs> I styled it after what you're going to look like one day. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why do this to me? Because I'm so happy right now. I know, because I, I'm jealous. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I would it's lose a... this in a moment. I that. had that with this. Did you? Yeah. But you, just, you were like, I want to look like Rollins yeah. circa 87. Yeah. That's what I was... It's also because of the Joshua Tree's anniversary tour. I'm going for more of a Bono. Bono. Yeah. But did he have a side part? No, or was he had like a, a middle? I don't know what he It was he like had. a middle yeah. type thing. Right? I don't want to talk about Bono. <laughs> You're the one who brought him up, buddy. I, I did. Can I did. I, I just bring up Bono sometimes. Now, I'm, compa- I'm interested in what uh, brought both of you to singing because, like I said, you're very distinctive singers. Casey, do you remember uh, why you got into, why you felt comfortable, in fact, uh, singing? Well, I grew up in Brantford, Ontario, and my parents moved there from the Philippines after arriving from, or after arriving to Canada, and they enrolled me in singing lessons. I joined the church choir, I joined choirs at school, and it was really their way of integrating me into the community outside of our Filipino community. And so it gave them the opportunity to uh, dictate the circumstances, uh, the situation. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. 
Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, where I could be a part of a social environment that I could ease into that they could feel comfortable in, and that's sort of how I got my start singing. It was a social component. I didn't know that. Yeah, I think so. I think my parents were just trying to find a way to integrate us as smoothly and as comfortably as possible, and huh. and it was keeping them in mind also. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Well, you're a lovely and, and beautiful singer, if I might say. Uh, uh, but now, Damien. Uh, <laughs> no. I'm beautiful, though. You are beautiful. <laughs> no, same question. What, yeah. uh, what compelled you to start singing? Uh, I... I... I guess I've always loved music, yeah. you know, like all types of music. And then when I discovered punk and specifically hardcore, I discovered a music where I felt like, well, this is the kind of voice I would want to have in a band. Like, I think I've always loved all types of voices, but I think it's when I heard, probably it was Minor Threat, as cliche as that is, but like when I heard that kind of vocal delivery, I'm like, I could do that. I can find my entry point now because I don't have skill. Well, for people who don't know Minor Threat, describe that vocal delivery and, and how it applies to what you do. Picture like the best yelling tube you've ever had. Like picture like every mean person, but this time it's positive yelling at you. And it's almost like a, uh, well, you know, you're a hardcore guy. I've yeah. seen you in the basement of Who's Emma. Don't, don't act like you don't know <laughs> no, Minor I'm, Threat. I'm, I'm, be- I'm talking for them. I'm too, but I, yeah, I know what you mean. Host. Yeah, I'm trying to. Thank you. A good host with good hair. That's my goal. <laughs> a good host with great hair. Great hair. Thank you very much. <laughs> great fucking hair. <laughs> you each have very uh, distinctive styles, though. Like uh, you, you both uh, stand out. I think in this in this city and in this country and the world, really. Uh, Damien, how would you actually describe your approach to singing when you when you've got to play a fucked up show? Mm-hmm. You're a showman. Let's not. Yeah. Like you, you're jumping around, and you're sometimes you're. The mic gets lost. Like it's a it's a performance, right? Yeah. Well, like as as Tim described, like when you when you see a singer on stage smile. Granted, I normally have a, the opposite reaction when I see a singer on stage smile. I'm always like, oh, I'm smiling way too much. <laughs> but I think, it, but like you do, kind of like mimic it because there is a performance, right? Yeah. You're taking it in. You gotta you gotta put on a show. For that audience, no matter who you are, no matter how abrasive that music is. Like, but so, think, so in your case, is the singing almost secondary to being a show person? No, I think the vocal is very important. Like, I don't like instrumental music. Like, I've really tried, and there's definitely like instrumental bands that are aggressive too, yeah, right? right? But it just doesn't scratch that itch for me. Right. Like, I think I need, and it doesn't even manage, manner, sorry, matter the language. Like, I love Japanese punk, probably mo- most of all. You know, right. Or, like, Scandinavian punk or South American, various countries in South America. Right. Like, it's just something about that honest kind of delivery that you don't always get in music. So do you have any training? No. <laughs> <laughs> but the training you got was going to shows. Well, yeah, like, in hearing study. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I listened to John Brandon and studied John Brandon from Negative Approach, who was the Elvis of my genre. For, for hours, you know? Like, I just, like, I would watch Iggy Pop footage and just, like, watch what he did on stage with his hands, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to steal that. That looks really neat, but right. yeah. Okay. So I think it's just, like, yeah, mine's more of a, an emulation 
than a, right. than a skill. That's that's interesting. We're going to come back to that. Casey, what about you? You mentioned that you had you had training. You went to you know you sang with people. I did. Donald Wakely was my singing teacher for the majority of my young life. He taught me all the songs that I return to when I think about my childhood. Right. Yeah. Um, but there's a poet who said that, her name's Ann Carson, and she said that in every sound, we bring a bit of our autobiography. And so when I'm singing, I'm really trying to fold inside of myself. And, 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 and Damien, I think you're talking about this in performance. We have this opportunity to express things in words, but also through how we perform sound. Mm -hmm. you know, it, we don't necessarily have to be saying words. We are just expressing emotion through this wind that's coming out of our bodies that produces this you know, vibration that communicates to an audience. And that feels like a very powerful um, thing. You yeah, really, like Tanya Tagak, I think. Like that's yeah. Tanya Tagak? Yeah. She's one of, the, one of the greatest vocalists in the world. Right. And you know, a lot of that isn't necessarily words that are decipherable when you're hearing the music. Or a lot of times, it's just sounds that she's putting out there. Yeah. And it's, but it's like there's something that comes through and is, is conveyed that goes beyond language. Well, I was saying to Tim earlier that I find it fascinating that tone deafness, the detection of tone deafness, I should say, is really uh, through music and singing. You two are broadcasters, and people hear your voices in different contexts, right? You're singers, but they've also heard you uh, on the radio or a podcast. Has anyone ever criticized your speaking voice? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did Q. That was a oh, brutal really? oh. moment of judgment. After. Oh my god! Yeah, you were in the Game of Thrones situation oh. there with the Q, right? You were yeah. one of the you auditioned. After the afterwards, they're like, "Do you want to be considered for the job?" I'm like, "Oh my god, no!" <laughs> I was desperate for work. I needed the money. No way I needed this badly. What kind of criticism did you get? All sorts, everything. Oh. Like you know, the way I pronounce certain words. Like I think. Looking at what Shad had to go through on that, and obviously, like, I had a lot of white privilege in that situation, but, like, looking at what he had to go through and the way people judged the way he spoke and his language, yeah. like, I had a lot of empathy from afar because I was, you know, I turned off my mentions. Like, it's just people would be critical of the way you pronounce a letter. <laughs> right. Like, you have so much time on your hands. I can't believe it. But it gets to you. It, it doesn't get to you until it's the volume of it. Right. You know, it's like, I think that's... That's the hardest part, you know, it's like the YouTube common era. Like, we're in an era where it's everyone with an opinion can get to you. Yeah. And it's the negative opinions en masse that I think wear you down. Like, I don't... I've Casey, did you, did you have, have you had anything? No, I've had similar experiences, especially mm -hmm. in the, the form of, meet, of, of radio, mm -hmm. where in a lot of situations that I was in, I was asked to perform a script that wasn't something of my writing. So you have to voice and honesty and integrity to words that weren't written by you. Mm -hmm. and is, then, that's fascinating, And then it? once an audience listens to it and decides that they don't trust you, then, then you get called names or you get called unprofessional mm -hmm. or they, they, they attack you on your pronunciations. Right. And, and it's a very vulnerable position to be in. And I like how you brought up Shad because I think that, I, you know, those circumstances are difficult to deal with, and it's a very, it's a very difficult job. Yeah. Oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Like, I think doing what I do, and that's even when I used to smash stuff on my head and bleed. Believe me, if you haven't seen our band play, it's very family friendly. Um, <laughs> that was still much easier than the amount of abuse you kind of put yourself through when you're reading someone wow. else's script 
trying to internalize it, trying to also digest what they're writing yeah. the script about. That's it's, uh, it's fascinating. Ooh. People people really have a visceral reaction to people's voices. It's and really we brought dope. back to that time. Oh. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make it bad. I, I, I do, uh, we're running a, a bit short on time, but, but you said something about emulation. You were talking about reading other people's scripts. Mika, yeah. one of the hardest things I think a singer or a broadcaster can do is actually trust their own voice, find and trust their own voice, yeah. uh, rather than trying to emulate someone. It, it must be a big stumbling block. Is that something that you encounter in your work teaching? Yeah, but like uh, I think every singer goes through a period where like we want to like sound like our heroes. Yes. You know, there's a moment where I think it's important to kind of go, that's singing that I want to do. And then like we kind of embody that and try, try it on for size and sort of see how it works for us. And then, yeah. you know, then eventually you want to like slowly unzip that skin and walk out of the other person's uh, thing and kind of walk into your, in this strange, vulnerable new world with yeah. your new, untried skin, try to make your own sound, you know? And it's weird because we can't really tell what it's doing to people when we first, like, make what is our sound. You just kind of have to trust your instincts, and that's hard to do. And I think it's a certain kind of personality that will get up in front of a band in front of an audience and trust their instincts and kind of go, well, this is what I need to say, you know? Yeah. Well, if you can do that, then you're probably built for this, you okay. know? If you need to imitate someone else and stay safe, this may not be for you. Right, right. It's a huge thing. Yeah. Uh, we do have to go to a break, but I was hoping before we went to break, Mika, can you sing something for us? With pleasure. I figured you'd say that. Oh, I love <laughs> to sing. I mean, it's a weird thing. I love to sing. <laughs> um, I'll sing anything you guys want. Um, I know. This was the first jazz standard that I learned. And when I was like 12, this was really complicated. My heart is sad and lonely. For you I sigh. For you, dear, only. I'd tell you I mean it. I'm all for you, body and soul. Wow, like that. that was amazing. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Wow. Nika. Wow, that was, that was great. Thank, Thank you. We, we have to take a short break. We'll be back with more in a moment. Stick around. Thank you, Mika. Wow. Come on. Thank you. Next time I'll do it with those Promotional consideration is provided by Planet Bean, a Guelph-based coffee company with service throughout Ontario. Fair trade, organic, and yummy. Visit planetbeancoffee.com for more info. Creative Control once again acknowledges the support of FreshBooks, a cloud accounting software for small business owners with some truly thoughtful features that you'll love. Try it free for 30 days. Go to freshbooks.com slash creative control and in the how did you hear about us section, enter creative control. That's creative with a K and control with a K. Organize your money and get paid faster with FreshBooks. Yeah. The Bicycles. What a great band. The Bicycles. Come on. Good job. Well, we're, uh, we're back on Long Night. We have a little bit of time left before the end of the show. And I thought very quickly, 
I'd ask everyone on the panel to name uh, their favorite singer. I thought that might be interesting. That's Let's start awesome. with me. By the way, Mika, that was beautiful before Thank the break. You. Unbelievable. Yeah, I appreciate it. Mika, come on, guys. Well, Mika. Oh. Great. Great. Well, it's, it's hard to pick one, you know? Like, I, I, but I have to say, I quit the rock and roll band that I was in when I heard Billie Holiday, so that she's probably my Billie Holiday. ultimate. Yeah. Okay. That's good. And Take I told the band that I'm going home to become a jazz singer, age 12. <laughs> really? That's interesting. It's ridiculous. No, it's great. And now look at you. You, yeah. you probably chose the right path. All right, Tim? Nico Case. Oh, Nico Case. Oh, there you go. Right? She's a powerhouse. So in your... Hmm, this is confusing. If you were to try to emulate Nico Case... <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I no, wouldn't no, 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 no. I'm not asking you to, but... <laughs> but you hear her the same as we hear her? You just can't mimic it. Is that right? I, I'm not hearing it exactly the same because oh. I, I, I have trouble with pitch, but there's so much more music than pitch. Right. Um, but she's such a great singer that even I can tell she's a great singer. Okay, okay, <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Tim. Damien. Jackal from Why Die. Cool. Oh, why? Why Die? Okay, that's a good answer, I guess. That's, is this, what, is, what is the style you, of... You look them up. Okay. It's, it's a lot of brutality. I thought instead of looking it up, I would directly ask you the question. <laughs> That's why we have conversations. It would be weird. from Why Die is criminally underappreciated, so why not spread a little mystery behind the history so people can go look it up? Okay, that's fine. Good. Thank you, Damien. That's good. It's good to have uh, someone you like, and we'll look them up. On the Google? Yeah. Okay, we'll Google. You too. Fine. Casey? And Nina Simone. Nina Simone, oh. yeah, she's amazing. I, I don't even need to ask why. Nina Simone, and, and I mean, the, the songs, not just the voice, the songs that she, yeah. There's a funny story about her singing. Did, did you guys know she started as a classical pianist? Yes. And she only sang, like, because she could make more money out of yeah. that, right? And, like, she didn't think of herself as a singer at no, all. No, she's a brilliant musician. Yeah. Did you see the documentary? Yeah, it's wild, yeah. eh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you seen that Nina Simone documentary? Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, it's really all right. Bad. Well, thank you. That's interesting. Now, I believe, no one asked me, so I'm not going to say anything. Uh, hey, what's your favorite singer? <laughs> oh, thanks, Mika. Um, I'm going to say Bob Dylan. Uh, awesome. Bob Dylan's my favorite singer. Yeah. Every one of his voices is interesting to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like it. Yeah. Damien, what do you think of that? <laughs> uh, yeah, Bob's good. Okay, good. <laughs> I believe we uh, have some uh, questions from the audience. James? Yes. What do we have uh, here? Harry Nelson is the answer. Harry Thanks Nelson. For oh. <laughs> Great. You know, you know who else I would have said maybe is Mike O'Neill. Anyway, go ahead. What do we got over there? Uh, we have questions. Questions from James to start. Hi, I'm James. Uh, I'm actually a registered speech language pathologist in British Columbia. I wanted to ask Tim, um, with your work with Mika. Um, so usually in order for us to produce things with our voice and our speech, we kind of need to be able to perceive it. So I was wondering if you had any, if you were doing any exercises to kind of recognize that this is something that's high pitched, low pitched, and then try to do it, or you were just trying to you know, produce things with pitch, but so I was wondering if you worked on both aspects of, of that, produce, like perceiving and producing. Is this an exam? Wow, that was sorry. <laughs> I just found this really interesting. I know, like, it is. Know, it's fascinating. Yeah, because like, like, studying speech therapy, although it's, I said speech, but we also work on the voice. Yeah. But I've never heard of Amy Zia before, so thank you for oh, bringing okay. it up. Right. Yeah. You should get his book. It's yeah. great. Great book. 
Do you have any Thank response? Um, well, first of all, where the scientists talk about amusia, uh, it's perception and production. So um, if, if two tones are within about half a semitone, I can't tell them apart. So it's not that all tones sound the same to me, but close ones. My singing is off by more than a semitone. Oh, okay. So my singing is off way more. And the way I, I, I did work with Mika on, on matching pitches, occasionally he would try getting me to match his um, piano tones, and I found that just way too hard. Uh, so I tried to match his voice, and I could get a little bit better with okay. that. Um, and it's, it, it, that's because, uh, because of timbre translation. It's a lot easier to match a, another voice than to match an instrument. And right. even, even people who don't have my problem would say that. Okay. Well, that's, that's, that's great. James, you satisfied? Okay. Thank you very much. Glad we could help. <laughs> Thank you, James. Uh, James Keast, what's next now? We have a second question now. This is uh, from Dave. Uh, yeah, hi. My question is for you, Damien. Uh, first, I, I love your style. It's so fucked up. Uh, I remember an epic show one time in, in Dundas Square you guys did. Uh, my question is about your creative direction. Kind of what's inspiring you right now and is it true that you're working on some really cool new video or consulting with somebody on, on, on a movie or something? Or? Uh, I made a, I guess like, a, I guess inspiration right now is, I find it really hard to find inspiration right now. I find it like we're in a really depressing time and I know that's supposed to inspire people, but it's kind of too depressing to be inspired to yell about stuff I find. Um, as far as like other work I'm doing, I'm doing a documentary series on some wrestling thing. I did a deathmatch documentary called uh, Bloodlust Tournament of Death about people that, uh, <laughs> that really push wrestling to the logical or illogical extreme. Depending to the, on it's your to the death, thing. right? No one actually has ever died. Oh. People have had to be airlifted out. Every single person needs medical attention. That's so good. 100%. Thank you, thank you. There's a lot of blood. There's a lot of blood. Why are you so fascinated by these things? You just said it's such a depressing time. Everything's so bleak. I Yet, think, you know, you've got these, this I think, documentary where people are I think smashing thing, each other to death almost. Well, I think the same thing that I loved about punk and hardcore is there's a level of camaraderie and consent in the violence. Like mm -hmm. in hardcore punk shows, like I think when it's done properly, I'm not saying it's always done properly, it should be like everyone's able to take part in the fun. So I it should see. never be physically violent and horrific enough that people are not able to participate, but right. it should be violent and chaotic enough that everyone gets that release. You're, mm -hmm. a, you're, a, you're a huge wrestling fan, and you know we were talking about your oh. vocal influences. Was wrestling uh, an influence on you as oh, a to singer? Bleed. To bleed, definitely. Like I thought, I think when you, when you see blood, Oh, when you kind of lacerate yeah. yourself. And so I, I would watch these wrestlers and I'm like, they bleed, how do they do? And I thought they were actually just like being busted open the hard way, as they call it in wrestling, which is actually where you hit yourself with a microphone. I did that, don't do that. But then I learned that what they actually do is razor blade themselves <laughs> after taking aspirin. Mm. And you bleed, you bleed like crazy. Okay, well that's, uh, <laughs> I feel like you're threatening me. Uh, well, that's that's great. I mean, I appreciate that. Are you guys happy with the answers there? Oi, know? that oy, that's it, keep it fucked up. Okay, thank you very much for the, the questions, everyone. How about a hand for our audience members? Thank you, guys. All right. Well, for more information about our guests tonight, you can follow them on Twitter. You can also follow me on the Twitter there. 
And uh, you know what? Uh, before we go, I feel like we need to end on a, a song. I know the bicycles are going to play, but uh, is anybody in the audience celebrating a, a birthday anytime soon, or did you just celebrate one? Anybody? Anybody at all? You did? I Is it you again, Shanti? Oh, interesting. All right, well, I think the whole room should sing happy birthday as a group to Shanti. No judgment. Yeah. We're just all going to sing together, Is all right? Is it public domain now? Yeah, it's public domain. I can do it. That's why I'm doing it. Thanks. My lawyer, Damien, checking in. All right, on, who wants to, you want to lead us, Mika? Sure. Uh, how do you guys like this note to start with? Uh, and what's your name, love? Shanti. Shanti. One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Shanti. right now. We'll see you next time. That's our show. Good night, everybody. Thanks to you guys. Good night. Well, you're calling and you're phoning and you know that I ain't home and that the message that you leave me best be sweet. Cause the hill that Vish lives on is steep. Best be knowing that he ain't no creep. Can leave a message at the beep. Cause after all, after all, after all, it's phoning time. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.